moral of the story, keep taking care of yourself, not just your lady, but also of yourself. Otherwise, she's going to leave and find someone who takes better care of themselves. And also, we can't trust these hoes. <laughs> Welcome back to the Bromar Show. I am your host, Bromar, and it is the month of November, and you know what that means. No Nut November is upon us. And I'm not like some self-improvement coach or whatnot, but I'm just out here handing out some advice for those that are seeking to improve their lives. And to be honest, I know a lot of shit talk that gets about No Nut November about how, oh, all of a sudden, after doing that for a whole month or five days into it or something, they think they're the almighty and all that mess. Uh, I don't know about that, my guy, because I'm telling you, that shit's hard. It is hard. No pun intended. <laughs> but if you're looking to improve yourself, No Nut November is definitely a start, at least for a guy. Maybe for a girl, too. I'm a guy, so I don't know too much about women's anatomy. Let's. I'm being 100% honest here. <laughs> We have different operating systems is what I'm trying to say here. So essentially, No Nut November is when for a whole month you just don't nut. And for those of you who don't know what that means, well, just go to Google or Urban Dictionary and you'll get the idea. Some of us have different guidelines for this. Some are like, look, listen, as long as you don't look at porn, don't open up that web browser and don't choke the chicken, you should be all set. Some others are like, nah, straight up, I'm not having sex with my girl or I ain't going out there and hooking up with someone for a whole month, which it's it's cool. It's just different levels of discipline for us. So it's funny because last year I made an episode about this for a different podcast and I talked about how No Nut November, regardless of just being this fucking joke, like just like a troll movement, you know what I'm saying? Just to troll with people or just to meme the crap out of. Like Tumblr got shut down because of the porn stuff they had. It, it It's more into detail. It, it was last year. And then along with that, the e-girls or Instagram thoughts or whatever you want to call them. I, I mean, look, I don't have anything against them. All I like to say is 10 out of 10 would smash. <laughs> That's about it gosh i am such an asshole anyway essentially what ended up happening is those girls who had premium snapchat accounts or basically getting money from random dudes just for showing off pics they got audited by the irs and it was a hit to their economy i believe and also streaming services for porn were just down for that whole month because of No Nut November. So all these events by some higher force or a miracle all of a sudden happened because they established No Nut November, which I found that to be funny. So if you are looking for some self-help, No Nut November is a start. I'm not trying to say that it's like gonna make you this all high being and make you motherfucking Super Saiyan 3. I haven't watched Dragon Ball Z in a while, to be honest, but it won't give you these magical powers, what I'm trying to say. It won't make you God or something. But you're going to start noticing just some slight changes that you just would not think about. And they may improve your life. For example, I had someone who actually wrote on a forum. I forgot the name of the forum. It was probably a Reddit forum. I don't know. but <laughs> And I've heard this frequently is that they started getting more attention from the opposite sex when they accomplished No Nut November. They didn't say they didn't necessarily got laid or, you know, got a girlfriend or something, but for some reason, more attention was geared towards them. 
And for them, that was a start. That was like, you know what? Maybe I should improve myself. Maybe I should do other things than just choking my chicken or something. <laughs> that term is always funny. So yeah, go ahead, try out No Nut November if you are looking for some form of self-improvement. That's just a step in the right direction. Now, I'm going to go through two different articles. One is talking about California. And the other one, for you guys out there, you fellas out there, if you have a girl or a wife, you might want to be on the lookout for this, or at least keep your guard up for this. Just saying. So the first article we are going to look through is from The Atlantic, and it is called California is Becoming Unlivable. This article was written by Annie Lowry, and this was last updated October 30th. So this is relatively recent, especially with the news about the wildfires and all that. And states in the article that it's obvious the state is plagued with two major issues. We have other issues in hands, like, of course, banning plastic straws. But in reality, just fucking throw them in the trash. Don't leave them on the floor. Don't throw them in the sea. Don't throw them in the water. Just put them in the fucking trash can. It's that simple. <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. But that's just me being closed minded about some shit. So two major issues in that state wildfires and a lack of affordable housing and each problem kind of builds off the other you kind of see where this is going you might see where this is going and as you know wildfires are rampant across california making most of the air unbreathable and all that mess along with that widespread blackouts and forcing the evacuation of hundreds of thousands of people also, about 130,000 Californians are homeless. So wildfires and lack of affordable housing are two of the most visible and urgent crises facing California. Even raising the question whether the country's dreamiest state is becoming unlivable. So California's housing crisis, along with its fire crisis, often collide with what is known as the Wildland Urban Interface, or W. UI for short. And it's basically where trailer parks and ex-urban cul-de-sac and cabins have sprung up in the state's scrublands and pine forests and grassy ridges. Which, to be fair, it's beautiful. Very nice scenery, but that comes at a price. And that is that this land is prone to wildfires. So it states some statistics about half of the housing units built in California between 1990 and 2010 are in that wildland urban interface area. And of course, it has expanded over time and now are at a high or extreme risk for wildfire. And this is according to one estimate from Center for Insurance Policy and Research. And that is three times as many as in any other state, which, I mean, look, I'm currently in India and... It sucks living in Indiana because it's cold around this time of the year. I don't like it. In California, it's warm, but them wildfires, man, that definitely raises price up. And look, tornadoes is something that Midwesterners should be worried about. At least I should be worried about. I don't know. I've seen some other Midwesterners just like treated like a normal day or something. It's it's kind of weird. It's probably an Indiana thing. I don't know. But essentially what I'm trying to say is even with all these storms and tornadoes and floods going around here in Indiana, California has three times more risk of a natural disaster than here in Indiana. Which is one thing I like about here is that housing here is cheaper, even though my bum ass hasn't bought one yet. <laughs> 
So I'm going to post a link to this article because it does go more into detail about the statistics and whatnot. And even though much of the WUI is naturally vulnerable to fire, human behavior is primarily to blame for the destruction. And people start more than 9 in 10 fires, according to reliable sources. Doesn't specify which reliable sources, but we could all agree on that. I mean, come on, it's California. It's freaking dry. It's hot. So dry trees and dry brush in the fire-prone area might act as a natural kindling, but built structures like houses, cars, hospitals, utility poles, barns act as the most potent fuel. And that is according to researchers. A house burns a lot hotter than a bush does. A propane tank is far more combustible than a patch of grass, which I would see why. If you think about it, if, I mean, a tree is still in the ground, alive, still absorbing oxygen, it still has some type of moisture within them to keep them alive, I would say. And so when that happens, I mean, yes, it's going to burn down still, but if you think about it, it's usually a struggle most of the time because some of these plants do retain water. At least that's the way I'm thinking why they would say that a house will burn hotter than a bush. So why are they building in that so-called WUI area if it's really that dangerous? And part of that is because building new housing is very difficult in many urban regions. In California, of course. Also due to opposition from existing homeowners and strict building codes in which look all I gotta say is if I'm a homeowner in California of course I'm gonna have some strong opposition I paid one million dollars to just get one acre of land to just get this small tiny ass house for one million dollars bro of course I'm gonna be throwing hands and opposing these fucking hey I want to build something here next to your land can we do that of course I'm gonna say no like, paid a damn near million dollars just to do that shit. So one suggested solution to the state's twin problems is to build more dense housing in urban areas. And this would lower rental prices and shift the state's population to less fire-prone areas. And the state is far, far away from satisfying the demand for housing. And the climate is only getting hotter. Now, honestly, I don't know about climate change, to be fair. What I do know is global warming was a big thing when I was a little kid around 2005, 2004, even 2003. And we talked about how greenhouse gases get trapped in the earth, slowly warming up the earth. Now, of course, we have carbon emissions and all this mess, you know, contributing to it. But to be fair, if you went to China, they emit more carbon than the US does. So essentially what this article is trying to put down here is California indeed is becoming an unlivable state. And with the lack of affordable housing and the wildfires, those two problems just go so well hand in hand. Well, you get the idea. It's not a good thing, but they mix for some really devastating destruction. And look, I love California, beautiful place, but I just would not live there. It's too expensive and the wildfires. Along with that, you do have earthquakes, landslides. Yeah, you're basically just paying an exorbitant amount of money to just have your house burned. So I would see why California is now becoming unlivable. It's just due to the fact that wildfires and lack of affordable housing are making it impossible to live there.
If you want to be a part of the Bromar show, if you want to co-host or be a guest, DM me on Instagram in which you can find my Instagram handle on the description of the podcast. The reason why I place it there is because it tends to change from time to time, even though I shouldn't really do that with my Instagram handle. I just want to let you know that you can find it there in case it changes. So again, if you are interested in being part of the Bromar Show, whether you want to be a co-host or you want to be a guest, you can DM me at Instagram. So this article published in India Today, 50% of women in relationships have a backup partner in mind. Dear men, please note. Uh, I mean, to me, that that was obvious to read, to be honest. At least for now it is. Like, I kind of woke up to that idea. Like, if I have a girl, likely chance she might have a backup option. And this was reported by the Daily Mail that almost half of all women have a backup plan in place in the event of separation from their current partner. And in fact, married women are more likely to have a second option in place as compared to those in a relationship. But who could be the fallback partner though? In most cases, it is an old friend, according to studies. And this old friend has arbored feelings for the particular woman. Or else, it could also be an ex-boyfriend or ex-husband. A colleague or her friend at the gym are also prospective candidates as per the study. I'm also going to leave a link to this article in the description. It also describes the survey here and basically how many people they surveyed. So yeah, a small percentage of women also said that their feelings for their backup plan were equivalent to the amount that they have for their partner. (laughs) And this published by the Daily Mail, around 12% of the women said their feelings for plan B were stronger than for their current partner. And most of those who took the poll admitted that their current partners were aware of their backup plan. On that note, some women said that their partners were able to accept jokes concerning their backup plans. But on the other hand, some men felt quite uncomfortable when their girlfriends discussed it. But men, we also have a piece of news that might calm your soul after reading the details of this research. And one in three women said that they doubt whether anything at all would materialize with plan B. But a small percentage also said it could be possible. This news may cause a few men in relationships to think twice about not taking the rubbish out or choosing a night down in the pub in favor of a cozy night with his partner. The saying that the grass isn't always greener clearly isn't deterring women of today. We understand that anything can happen and are ensuring that they have a solid backup plan. They understand that anything can happen and are ensuring they have a solid backup plan should things go sour with their current man. And especially with social media, it is much easier than ever to stay in touch with an old flame. And men need to be aware that any old friends that turn up out of the blue. So this is one article I want to discuss a little bit more into detail because the thing about it is, is part of me is like, y'all a bunch of hoes. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's kind of a thing to keep us guys in check a little bit. Now, what I mean by that is, look, listen, if we start going to the gym less, start gaining weight and not taking care of ourselves, well, your girl or your wife is going to go to plan B over here, who plan B was just a backup plan now is all of a sudden more appealing. And she's going to gravitate towards that because he still managed to keep, you know, all those qualities of taking care of himself and all that mess. So, yeah, part of me is like, yeah, some hoes, but at the same time, 
I understand your house. <laughs> so moral of the story, keep taking care of yourself, not just your lady, but also of yourself. Otherwise, she's going to leave and find someone who takes better care of themselves. And also, we can't trust these hoes. <laughs> so, yeah, that pretty much does it for me in this episode. So thanks again for listening. And let me know what you think about these two articles that I just went through. Do you think California is becoming an unlivable state? And also, do you think your partner would leave you for a plan B or a backup option? Go ahead and send me those answers on Instagram or submit them to my website. So thanks again for listening and until next time. Next time on the Bromar Show, we read through some random articles with some interesting titles. Let's push this a little bit on the line. We're going to go ahead and look at Vice, our quote unquote most reliable source on the internet. Let's see what kind of bullshit they're posting here. That's going to happen the next time on the Bromar Show.